0: Welcome to the HypnoDojo, a place of learning for practitioners and students of hypnotherapy. Get your black belt in all things hypnotherapy as we whip into shape your mindset, mastery and marketing. Relax, enjoy, learn.
1: Here's your sensei.
0: Linda Campbell. Boom, boom, boom. Boom, 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 Hey, it's Linda Campbell. What do you think of my funky new intro? I'm totally rocking it out over here to that boom boom shakalaka boom boom thing. I want to give a shout out to Oswaldo Sevilla for doing my intro music and my thumbnail and for putting up with all of my fussy changes. If you need somebody to do production for you, editing for you, he's your guy. Shoot me an email, and I will pass his contact information on to you. So easy to work with, and that was just so much fun. So what's with the new branding, Linda? What's with the new intro? I've been doing a lot of introspecting around my business, and it's led me to the particular topic I'm going to talk about shortly, but I'll get to that in a minute. Um, I've been doing hypnosis since 1999, pretty much full-time since about six months after I started my practice. I opened my school, the Horizon Center, in 2004, and a few years ago developed my online version of my certification program. And lately I've been really looking at what's next for me. Uh, I think it's important for us to evaluate where we are every now and then. I see a lot of clients, for example, who are in the same business even though they no longer want to do it or, for that matter, the same relationship – Um, But they feel like they've put a lot of time into it, they've committed to it, and don't feel because of that like it's okay for them to move on to something else. So I don't work that way. I can't sit still for very long. When one project's done, I'm looking for what's the next project. So for me to actually have been committed to seeing clients for the past 17 years is quite a lengthy commitment for me. So I've really been looking at what's next. So I've been doing a lot of reflection and I've made a firm decision around my direction. I really love teaching and what I've been really excited about lately is not just teaching but helping my students to be really successful in their practices. It's one thing to get a good education, it's quite another thing to know how to market, how to get clients, how to engage in useful business practices. And so this is what I've decided to do. I've decided that I'm going to put more work into my membership website, which is the Hypno Dojo. Not out there yet. Don't go looking for it. I will announce when it's ready for you to check it out. And the HypnoDojo is going to focus on the three parts that I think really need to be in place in order for you to have a successful practice. Uh, mindset mastery and marketing your head needs to be in the right place you need to be thinking like a business person like an entrepreneur Uh, you need to be free of any lack mentality any of that i'm afraid to ask for money stuff your marketing needs to be in place (laughs) a lot of us come to hypnosis because we want to help people we want to do good in the world but we don't necessarily know how to market ourselves effectively and hypnosis is unique in how it needs to be marketed And then, of course, there's mastery. You can have great marketing tools and a good mindset, but if you suck at doing hypnosis, obviously you're not going to be very successful in your practice. So I'm really focusing on how to help students meet these three essential pieces, how to have the mastery of hypnotherapy that they need, how to get good marketing tools, and how to get rid of any of their own limiting thoughts or blocks that are keeping them from being successful. So part of that is working more on the membership website. Part of that is franchising my school so I can get good hypnotherapy training out across Canada, across uh, North America. Part of that is developing business mentoring programs for hypnotherapists. So I'm going to be cutting back on how much I'm seeing clients, reducing how many days I'm in my office, and committing myself to these other things so that hypnotherapists can have more success. So to celebrate this, I've rebranded. I've been a little bit wishy washy and non committal lately. Some of my shows have been geared towards clients, some of my shows have been geared towards students, some have been geared towards practitioners, but now it's all about helping you build your practice. And so my commitment, my promise to you is to be here for you every week to help your practice grow. Uh, focusing on what the HypnoDojo has to offer, those three pieces, mindset, mastery, and marketing. So to kick it off, today I have made a checklist of 30 things that you can do over the next 30 days to get your practice started, and I'm going to deliver them to you in less than 30 minutes. Now, if you want that checklist, you can find it in the show notes underneath this um, <laughs> Underneath the little box that you're watching, <laughs> what is that thing called? The player. There we go. I've also got it down in the comments section so you cannot miss it. Okay, so let's start. Thing number one vision your business. Now, I've been talking about the direction that I want to go in now, being more about helping hypnotherapists be successful. And I think that we really need to sit down and create a vision for our practice right off the bat. Um, We can do this kind of hit and miss marketing. I'm gonna work with everybody on everything and maybe not have a clear idea about where we wanna go. Hypnotherapy can can be used for so many different things. Uh, I sometimes feel like in my own business, there's so many possible directions I can go in, but not all of them are the best direction for me. Not all of them are going to help me end up where I want to go. So I think it's important to sit down right off the bat and think about what do you want your business to look like? What kind of people do you want to work with? How many hours or days do you want to work? What are those hours or days do you want to be part-time? What kind of fees do you want to charge? Are you planning to do this alongside another source of income or are you just going to jump right in and make this your sole source of income? Because all of the answers to these questions are going to determine how you run your practice. And then all the choices that you're going to make have to support the answers to these questions. So, for example, if I want my practice to be full-time right off the bat and I'm going to jump right in and I have you know $5,000 a month in my head as that's what I'm going to earn, I'm going to need to do different marketing and make different efforts, then if I'm going to see a couple clients a week and just have this be supplemental income, will I do something else? Uh, so if it's, you know, we, we know when we have clients in hypnosis how useful future progression is, having the client take a little journey into their mind, imagining themselves having already achieved their goal, and playing out what that looks like. So I would suggest getting yourself in your own chair and creating a vision for your practice. Who do you want to work with? What kinds of goals do you want to work on? What kind of hours or days do you want to work? What do you want to charge? So that every other decision that you make is in alignment with that. Number two, get certification. Now, this is kind of an obvious one. <laughs> now, in some places, uh, certification is not necessarily required. We're not mandated, we're not watched by anybody to make sure we have certification. But as part of uh, the Canadian Association of Counseling Hypnotherapists and Educators, I'm a little bit on the inside here. I know that there will be a point, particularly in BC, if not in Canada, where we won't be able to call ourselves therapists without having proper certification and, in fact, without being connected to certain regulatory bodies. So don't be, you know, fly by night. You need to have something on your wall from a legitimate governing body saying that you are in fact certified and registered. So seems obvious, but a lot of people aren't doing it. Uh, Get liability insurance, you never know. Uh, Cash on our website, we have forms that you can fill out to get your liability insurance. It's relatively cheap, 250, 300 bucks for the year. That would be my third recommendation. Now, you'll notice all of this is the foundational stuff. I'm going to build up to actually getting clients, but obviously you want your, you know, if you're building a house, you want the foundation in place before you build on top of it. The fourth fourth thing is to consider your business structure. Are you going to be a sole proprietor or are you going to incorporate? And again, that's going to change how you do your bookkeeping. It's going to change how you run your business, so you need to know that right off the bat. Most people starting out are going to be fine being sole proprietors. If these words mean nothing to you, look them out, look them up or shoot me an email, and I'll talk to you more about the options. Now, as part of setting up a business, you're going to need to get a business number. You're going to need to register your business. If you look in your city to small business startup there will be instructions and information about what you need to do to get that. So you need a business number. You need to get your business registered. Then you're going to want to think about office space. (laughs) Where are you planning to work? I really recommend that you get professional office space, that you're not working outside of your home. The reason being, there's a few reasons. First off, there may be some clients that you don't necessarily want to know where you live. Also, your professionalism. If somebody has to walk past the cat box and your dirty dishes and your you know, pile of laundry to get to your hypnosis chair or they're distracted by the sound of one of your kids playing in the background, that's going to affect your level of professionalism, your credibility, and thereby their results. So when you're starting up, it can be costly to go get an office and furnish it for yourself. What I would recommend is teaming up, with a counselor, with another therapist, with somebody in alternative health. If you think about it, if somebody is working full-time, they're only working maybe eight hours a day, four or five days a week. So there's hours that their office is not being utilized. So if you were to approach a counselor or some type of therapist and ask what their hours are and if it's possible to rent their office from them to sublet it around their hours, you could get a nice cheap rate and not have to pay right off the bat for your entire office rental. And of course, you may need to change that as you start to get more clients. But in the beginning, if you can find an hourly situation or a couple days a week, then that's a good place to start. And just as a little tip, when you're starting out, if you're not sure what days you want to work or what hours you want to work, the first times that go on my calendar all the time are from like 4 o'clock to 7 o'clock. So if you've got a nine-to-five job and you want to do a couple clients in the evening, this is perfect. Or if you're just figuring out how to set up the hours that you want to work, those after-work hours are the first ones that people snap up because people want to come see a therapist when they're not working. So if you can arrange to use somebody else's office after hours or on the weekend, that might be a real win-win because the counselor will get to save a bit of money on their rent and you'll get office hours that suit your clients. The next one. Choose a business name. Now, this is almost worthy of an entire show by itself. When you're choosing your business name, your business name is going to be linked to your URL, which is actually one of the things on this list as well. Your URL is obviously the address that's used online to find you. A lot of people make the mistake of using... Some like ethereal, surreal, weird, you know, woo-woo sounding, you know, like wind in the chimes, hypnosis center kind of thing, Ah, not even hypnosis center, you know, just something that sounds really woo-woo, other people make the mistake of using their names. Think about what a client is entering into a Google search when they're looking for help. They are not entering wind in the chimes because they have a sleep problem, and they're certainly not entering your name. They don't even know who the heck you are. What they are entering is, I can't sleep, or I need to quit smoking, or I'm in pain, or solutions for, you know, X, Y, Z. So if you can include some of those keywords in your URL or in the name of your practice, you're going to be further ahead than using your personal name. If you're going to use your personal name, throw hypnotherapy and preferably hypnotherapy in your town as part of your URL so my last name's Campbell so it could be ha- campbellhypnotherapyinvictoria.com that way if somebody's searching for hypnosis in victoria or they're searching for you know help in victoria hopefully i'm going to come up but again hypnotherapy is unique in how it needs to be marketed people don't necessarily know that they need hypnotherapy so they may not be googling for hypnotherapy so i would focus on a particular niche and i'm going to talk about that in a minute so once you've got your business name, once you've selected it, you're gonna to have to reserve it. So this involves, again, going to small business place, look in your city and see where it is. Sometimes you can do this online. Usually costs like 30 to 50 bucks or something like that. They will search your name for you. You need to have an alternative in case they can't find your original name. They're just making sure that nobody else is using it. And then you're going to reserve it. This means it is now your name and nobody else can come along and snap it up from under you. So you want to search and reserve your business name. You also want to get a business license. So if you are working without a business license and you are found out, you can be charged $1,000 a day for not working with a business license. I don't know about you, but when you're, you know, new to your business, $1,000 a day might be a little steep, a little more than you're probably earning. Business license costs $100 for the year. It's like insurance. It secures you. It means your business is legit. So how you get a business license is there's going to be paperwork you need to fill out at your local city hall. It's going to be you'll need to go to the city hall in the district that you live in. So if you're in a city that has a lot of different areas, you're going to go to the one that you're going to be working in. All right, get a business license, get a business phone number. You might be using your regular phone So consider what kind of a message you have, right? You're professional now. You can't be having your weird wackadoo message if people are calling in. You might want to have a separate line or a separate ring so you can identify when a client is calling instead of a friend. You want to get a business bank account. So right from the top, I suggest that you keep your business earnings separate from your personal earnings. So when you're a sole proprietor, it all kind of goes to the same place. If you're a corporation, all of the money that you make from your business goes into your business, and then you cut yourself a check like an employee. So you want to keep your personal income separate from your business income, and uh, that's in part because you're going to be paying GST or tax off your business income. You don't want to get it all confused there. So get yourself a business account. And then you want to set your business card or your business account up with some kind of credit card processing. I use it's wonderful they just take a small percentage the money goes straight from the person's bank account to my bank account within like a day you could also use stripe you could use PayPal So you can research a few different options super easy if people can give you a credit card they're more likely to pay for a series of sessions than just an individual session because it doesn't feel like they're handing over real money so people are more likely to pay for big ticket items if they're paying with a credit card okay Now you're going to want to choose your niche, and again, this is a huge topic. This could be like five shows in and of itself. I really encourage you to be a specialist instead of a generalist, or to hone in on a certain type of goal that you would like to work with, a certain type of client you would like to work with, and there are several reasons for this. One, it gives you an identity. So, You want people to refer to you. You want people to talk about you. If you're just like a generalist hypnotherapist who does everything for everyone, it's really hard for you to have an identity. But if you're known as that person who does hypnosis for weight loss or you specialize with working with kids with ADHD or you specialize in working with people who are insomniacs, now people, you'll come to mind when somebody hears their friend complain about their kid's bad behavior or their poor sleep. So it helps you to establish an identity but it also helps to inform all of your marketing efforts. So again, if I'm going to work with kids who have ADHD, it's easier for me to brainstorm how I get the information about what I do out to those particular clients than if I'm just a generalist. So where do kids with ADHD hang out, right? Who is already working with them? How can I find those kids out there in the world? Well, I could go into schools. I could go talk to school counselors, I could talk to parent teacher associations. I could go to you know stores that sell kids products and leave or you know products for kids like toy stores, that sort of thing, clothing stores, and leave information like um, I used to go sometimes and leave little flyers that could be shoved into bags when people bought things. I could go on radio shows that are guaranteed to, or that are geared towards parents. I could write for a parenting magazine. So once you know the type of client that you want to work with, and you can get into the head of that client, think about what are their problems, what are their concerns, where are they hanging out, how do I speak their language, it's so much easier to find those people out there in the real world. Oh my God, I've only got like 12 minutes left and so many more things to say. Okay, so. Choose a niche. You don't have to marry it. You can date it for a while. You can choose a new niche every month. That's basically what I did when I started up my practice. But you need to focus or else you're not going to be able to find clients who want what it is you have to offer. You're going to reserve your URL. You can do that through GoDaddy. You're going to get hosting for your website. You can do that through GoDaddy, Bluehost. There's all kinds of places out there. You're going to get a professional email address that goes with your URL. Now, most of the time when you get hosting, when you, get, when you start building your website, it's going to come with an email option. And I really suggest, again, for professionalism, that you don't use your Gmail or your Hotmail or, heaven forbid, your AOL email address, that you're actually using an email address that is consistent with your branding, with your image, with your name. Alrighty, you may want to get a logo made. You can check with your network and see if there's anybody out there who would do that for you. Maybe you do a bit of an exchange for them. You can go on to Fiverr and pay somebody five bucks to make a logo for you. Probably gonna look kind of generic, but you can you know, for five bucks, you could spend twenty dollars, get four different options and pick the one that you like best. So again, it's all about creating a consistent image about branding yourself so that you stand out in people's minds. You can also at this point get business cards made or get some kind of marketing material like a
1: um what are they call
0: rack card or postcard. I recommend Vistaprint for this. Hey, Vistaprint will hate me saying this to you, so I never said this to you, even though it's recorded online. Here's a little sneaky trick with Vistaprint. Go in and make the thing that you want to make. Make your business card and then just leave it in your shopping cart. Don't buy it. What Vistaprint does is they check out what's in your shopping cart and then they send you, hey, guess what? For the next 48 hours or something, that very item you just made is deeply discounted. I never pay full price for anything I've gotten from Vistaprint. In fact, I've gotten some of my best things totally free. They try to sucker you into buying something else alongside it. So that's just a little trick, a little hint. Make your item and then have patience. Wait for Vistaprint to contact you so that you can get a discount. Okay, moving on. You want to build your website at this point. A website is absolutely essential. I would really recommend before you build your website, go research what some of the other websites are in your area. Not just hypnotherapy websites, but counseling websites. You're competing with all of those people. You want yours to stand out. You want yours to look modern. You want yours to have content on it. So go see what other people are doing. Figure out what you like and what you don't like. um, And find a way to make yours stand out so it's original. Again, I see a lot of waves and beach scenes and, you know, things that are calming and peaceful, and I know what we're going for. But when everybody looks the same, How does the client know who to pick, right? So you want something that's going to make yours look a little bit different from the average website. You're going to build your website using SEO keywords. Again, if these words mean nothing to you, look it up. Do some research, and I'm going to be doing a future show on this. So what that means is, again, search engine optimization. When you have content on your website, (laughs) this sounds weird, spiders crawl your website. I know, this means if you, don't know web, if you don't know SEO, you certainly don't know spiders. Here's what I'm just going to say. Google will find you easier, let's put it that way, if you have words in your website that people are actually searching for. So you want to make sure that in the copy on your website, particularly on your homepage, you're mentioning the things people are struggling with, the things that they're punching into a search engine. So if your website just says, hey, I'm Linda Campbell, I'm a hypnotherapist, and I help everyone with everything... That's not going to be as search engine friendly as if I say, you know, hypnotherapy in Victoria for sleep disorders. I help you using hypnotherapy to overcome insomnia. That's much more specific. Those are things people are looking for. So consider the copy that you're making for your website and make sure that it includes the actual words your clients are searching for. Okay. A few other important things to have on your website. One is a free offer that links up to a mailing list. So I'm going to cover the next like three things here, an opt-in, a mailing list, and a drip campaign. Again, I'm going to do a whole show on this later, but here's just some ideas to get you started. When people come to your website, you've got just a few seconds for them to scan over the website, decide if you're for them or not or, you know, to choose to work with you or choose to get involved with you somehow or move on to a different website. You have a very, very brief period of time to get their attention. And so if your website just has tons and tons and tons of copy, people are like, man, too much, and they move on. What I would recommend that you have is a useful (laughs) um, opt-in, some free offer that you can give to the client that's going to solve a problem for them or answer a question that they have. So, for example, if I'm working with a client with insomnia and I've got a free offer, which is a soothing hypnotherapy session to help you sleep better tonight, the client who lands on that is going to go, oh, my God, I totally need that, right? So then they put their information into my opt-in form, my sign-up form, and they're redirected to the page instantly that has that download on it for them. What I get in exchange for that is their email address. So now I can add them to a mailing list and I can keep in touch with them over time. So here's a big problem I see with a lot of my students, graduates who are new to this. They think that if they just make a website, clients are going to start calling them. That doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. Just because somebody lands on your website doesn't mean they are compelled or motivated or obligated to call you. We need to form a relationship with them. We need to be seen as an expert in their eyes. We need to be seen as somebody that they trust somebody that they're interested in working with and this does not happen simply because they land on your home page. So, if you can give them something that solves a problem for them or answers a question for them that they can consume and you can keep in touch with them and continue providing them useful content, you know, helpful information, other things that are going to make their lives easier, after they've opened up a few emails from you where you've had really useful content, they're going to go, "Okay, I like this person. This person's really trying to help me out. I like their philosophy. I like their personality." You know, I feel comfortable with them. I feel safe with them. Now I'm ready to work with them. So there's this whole process, and it's actually probably easier to figure out than it sounds like, like it is when I'm just describing it. If you use something like AWeber, that's what I use, Constant Contact or MailChimp, they will walk you through the whole process. Um, on there you'll be able to get your form builder, which creates your opt-in form, uh, it will link up to a mailing list, and from there you can send what is called a drip campaign. So these are emails that get sent out every now and then, automated emails, to the people who are signed up for the list. And again, I highly recommend you do this because just because somebody shows up on your site doesn't mean they're going to work with you. And what a shame. Like I wish I would have known this when I first started my practice because I don't know how many hundreds of maybe thousands of people came to my site that I never kept in contact with because I didn't know this. Somebody could come into your site, move on, you never hear from them again. At least this way you have a way of keeping in touch and possibly working with them in the future. Okay, so that was add an opt-in, begin to build your list, make a drip campaign. I also recommend that you have a uh, booking calendar on your website. I use Schedulicity, but there's a lot of different ones out there that you could look at and compare. Now, I've got tons of clients who are just thrilled with the fact that I have a booking calendar it gives them an opportunity to check against their husband's schedule and their school schedule. And some people don't like to make phone calls. (laughs) Some people, uh, particularly people with anxiety, they like to be able to book without having to interact with somebody, without having to engage with somebody. So by having a booking calendar where the client can just go in and pick the day and the time and the type of session, whether it's a consultation or an actual session, saves them having to make the phone call Um, There's a call to action, a really clear call to action on my website, and that saves me having to return phone calls and play phone tag with people. So I really recommend having a a booking calendar clearly positioned on your website. Okay, (laughs) two and a half minutes left. Let's get through them. Create a content writing schedule for your website. So another problem with websites is they tend to be like a static business card. In order to get google to recognize you in order to raise rise higher in the ranks on google you want to be constantly adding content to your website and again you want to be thinking key rich keyword rich content content that is useful for your clients content that's informative educational entertaining and where you're using those key terms uh, that clients are searching for So I would sit down and create a writing schedule for yourself. I recommend you write at least three blogs a week initially so that there's lots of content building up on your site. And it also encourages people to come back and check out your site if there's some consistent material being added. And then the next one is begin writing content. Now, this is going to seem really super obvious, but apparently it's not. I would recommend announcing to your friends I just got the 97 bugs. Okay, so I'm going to just like rush through. Announce to your friends and family that you are now open and ask for referrals. Be specific about what kind of referrals you're looking for. Get all your private practice paperwork and office supplies so when clients come in you're ready for them. Invite a hub to lunch. Think about the people who are working with the ideal client that you have in mind and invite somebody out. If you want to work with birthing moms, find a doula, invite her for lunch. Find out what she does with her clients and offer her uh, referrals in hope that she will offer referrals to you. Look for opportunities to speak to your ideal client, go to groups, go to clubs, go to meetings, make an, an announcement that you are open to newspapers. Now, I actually have 33 on my list, and that was number 31, so I think I did it. Woohoo! With 47 seconds to spare, I'm going to fit the other two in. Choose one social media that you like, one that you actually will do, and start writing content for that as well. And write an article for a niche paper or magazine. So again, think about the magazines or papers that your ideal client will be reading and write them an article. Whew. Okay, I hope that you got some good ideas. I am more than happy to answer any questions that you may have about what I've said here. You're welcome to contact me at info at horizoncenterhypnotherapy.com. Take care.